0: Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon.
1: Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail. The field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. I'm getting depressed already. There shall be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. And very quickly to the book of Acts chapter 16, two verses, verse 25 and 26. Acts sixteen verse twenty five and at midnight, everybody say midnight, midnight. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and every man's, everyone's bands were loosed. Brother Kelly, I evangelized for six years, and I was at a church one time, and Elderly gentleman at the last night of the revival shook my hand. He said, I want to thank you for your kindergarten sermons. <laughs> I didn't know whether to say thank you or hit him, but I guess I'm just a kindergarten preacher, but this is a kindergarten sermon, but it's what God wants you to hear today. My, my, subject, my subject is this the power of a midnight praise. The power of a midnight prayer. Oh, let's just love God and then you can be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Touch my body, touch this church. Give us strength in Jesus' name. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Everybody say, Amen. Please be seated. The prophet Habakkuk has been slapped in the face by problems. Everything's going wrong. I mean, everything is going haywire. No blossoms on the fig trees, no fruit on the vines. The olives fail to produce. The fields yield no meat. The flock is cut off from the fold. All the livestock stalls are empty. It's bad. His circumstances are not good They're bad. How many of you would admit there's times in your life that you have felt the same way? You love God, and you're doing your best to serve him and be faithful, and out of nowhere, life slaps you hard right across your face, and you stand there with your face stinging and wondering what just happened. It happens to every one of us. Just a Fireball, it happens, doesn't it? Life happens to every one of us. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. You've got to understand that. You also need to remember this. You have an adversary, the devil, who wants to devour and destroy your life. He doesn't just not like you. He hates your guts. He wants to kill you, take you down, bring you down, take you out. Jesus said about the devil, he's a thief. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That is his purpose and intent toward you. And he will attack you in every way possible, every way imaginable. Someone in this room right now, you're facing some very negative circumstances in your life. And it could be a myriad of things. It could be financial crisis, health crisis, unemployment, family problems, spiritual attacks. I don't know what all you may be going through this afternoon, but I do know by the Spirit of God through prayer that some of you are in a dark place right now. And can I be honest with you and say it's hard to smile when you're going through it? It's hard to shine brightly when your bulb has gone out. Remember this, God never promised his children a trouble-free life. He does not guarantee that because you're a child of God and you're Holy Ghost-filled, water-baptized, that you're gonna have a problem-free existence. But I, I go to church, I'm faithful, I serve God, I give tithe and offering, still don't guarantee it. Quite the contrary, the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. But I'm glad that the the next part's better. But the Lord delivers them out of all of them. Come on. He never said you wouldn't go through the fire. He never said you wouldn't find yourself in deep waters. He never said that we wouldn't pass through the valley of the shadow of death. But he did say, I'm going to be with you. Isaiah 43, when you pass through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And when you walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Notice he said when, not if. You will go through some rough places, but you will never be alone. Somebody ought to shout over that, I'm never alone. Friends may walk out of, out of your life. Your husband or wife may walk out the door, but God said I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I will be with you to the end. And the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. And there will be storms and there will be a storm of loss and there may be a storm of sickness and there may be, if you live long enough, you will find yourself in some dark places that only the hand of God can lead you out of. And you know, i found through the years, I'm an old man, it's easy to praise God when everything's going good. Hey, anybody can praise God. The bills are paid. You're getting along with your spouse. She's not burning the biscuits. The kids are halfway behaving. Cat getting along with the dog. And life is just a big bowl of cherries. Anybody can praise the Lord. Hello? It's easy to praise God when the fig tree's blossoming, when the olives are producing the oil, and when the vines are filled with fruit, and and when the stalls are full of livestock. Anybody can praise God when life is good. Anybody. An old rank sinner can shout the victory when they win the lottery. It's easy to be positive and optimistic when you're on cloud nine but it's altogether different when you try to praise God with tears of pain running down your face. There's too many fair weather praisers in church. They'll only praise God after the storm passes, after they've been healed, after the miracle took place. They'll shout with you after it takes place, after God has provided, but the text doesn't say after. It says although everything's bad, everything's wrong, but in spite of my difficult circumstances, it does not matter what's going on. My praise is not conditional. It doesn't matter how I feel. It don't matter if the the rain is, is falling down or the sun is shining. It doesn't matter if I have money in the bank or I don't even have two nickels to rub together. And it doesn't matter if the doctor's report is good or bad. Doesn't matter if I got the job or I didn't. If I got the promotion or I didn't get it. Habakkuk said everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. My life is falling apart around me. The storm is raging. It looks like the devil is winning. I don't understand it. Hell is breaking loose against me, but it does not matter. In spite of what it looks like, in spite of what it feels like, Habakkuk said, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Yet. The psalmist said it like this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. I'm gonna give God an in spite of it praise today. I'm going to give God a it-doesn't-matter praise. Don't matter what's going on. A midnight praise. A praise in the darkness. Like Paul and Silas locked in an inner prison. They're beaten to a bloody pulp, bound hand and foot. They're surrounded by perverts, sexual deviants, and criminals of all kinds of descriptions. And, And yet at midnight... They gave God, it doesn't matter, praise. My feet and hands are bound, my back is stinging, I'm locked in this dank, dark, smelly prison surrounded by the dregs of society and all kind of deviance, but my praise is not bound. Nobody, no devil, no hypocrite in the church can stop you from praising God. No storm. Come on, I've been publicly humiliated. I've been beaten senseless. I taste the salt from the tears, but I'm gonna praise God anyhow. And at midnight, Paul and Silas gives God an unconditional praise, an it-doesn't-matter praise. They gave God an in-spite-of-it-all praise. When they did that, God responded. And he sent an earthquake that rocked that prison. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, saying praises unto God, and, and the prisoners heard them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And, and immediately, all the doors were opened. And every prisoner's bands were loosed. There's power in a midnight praise. An it-don't-matter praise. An unconditional praise. yet-I-will-rejoice praise. I I don't know why I'm preaching this. I didn't plan to preach this, but God said, go preach this today. I'm talking about a sacrifice of praise. And when you do it, listen, it sends a message to hell that says it don't matter what you do to me or what you take from me. I'm still gonna praise God. You can take everything I've got, but I'm still going to praise God because you cannot take my praise. And that confuses and confounds the devil. Remember Job? (laughs) The devil says, he's not serving you for nothing. He's a millionaire. He's He's living the life of Riley, man. You let me take all that stuff, I'll have him cursing you. And God said, okay, you can take it. Just leave him alone. But Job worshiped in a midnight hour. He come up out out of that sackcloth and ashes and he said, the Lord gives it. The Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible said he worshiped. There's power in a midnight praise. I'm gonna praise him in the good times. I'm gonna praise him in the bad times. I'm gonna praise him in times of plenty when, when times are lean. I'm gonna praise God just because he's God. I wish somebody just praise him right now. Just. God, I, I want to give you glory. Ah. Shikondorobosatahai. Remember, two years ago, you took us after the service to that, what was it, a Kmart, or Walmart, or an old Walgreens, looked like a perfect place to build a church, and it was available, and I, I, we prayed over that, and I thought, oh, God's gonna give Vacaville that building. Didn't work out. A few months ago, another opportunity, didn't work out. And we could sit here and be depressed and discouraged, but I just believe if somebody had praised God right now, I praise you for a brand new facility that will house revival, that will be big enough for revival. Why why don't we just spike the devil today? Pray to God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, I <laughs> sit, sit down a minute. We pulled into this church this afternoon a few moments ago and cars lined up everywhere. You don't even have a place to park. I mean, I'm serious about this. You need a building. God's got it. Jesus. And I'm going to praise God today. Listen, if I had an enemy, and I'm sure I do, but if If I knew my enemy didn't like the color lime green, I'd go buy a lime green suit. (laughs) And I'd get a lime green shirt. I'd buy some lime green socks and I'd find some lime green shoes. I'd finish it with a lime green belt and lime green necktie. I'd even get me a lime green pocket square. In fact, I'd I'd just go find some lime green drawers just just for spite devil i may be going through hell but i'm going to praise god just to spite you we may be packed in this building like sardines but if you think we're discouraged not on your life i feel victory coming down the road i feel a miracle working right now. You see, the devil studies us and he knows, if I mess with them a little bit, they'll sit down and they'll shut their mouth. But there's some people in this room that can say, devil, you threw everything at me, including the kitchen sink, but I'm still praising God. Take that, devil. Because you're praising God like you were in a brand new sanctuary. With lots of leg room. (laughs) Room for visitors, room for guests, room for revival. Aisle running room. You can't run these aisles. There's no aisle. God have mercy. So I'm praising him like it's already done. If you're sick here today, praise God like you're already healed. If you're struggling, praise him like you're already blessed praise him like your marriage has already been restored. Like you're walking in the anointing that you've always wanted. Like that door is already open. It's already done. I'm going to praise God like he turned that court case around. Yes, amen. I just heard the doctor say you're cancer free. Woo! I'll praise God like I just got that promotion. Like those prodigals have already come home. Thank you, Jesus. When the children of Israel crossed the Jordan River, they erected two pillars. One was on the other side of the Jordan River and one was in the middle. The the one on the other side was a thank God I made it praise. We all have one of those. We made it through the storm. The other one was right in the middle of Jordan. It was a midnight praise, It was I'm going through it praise. I'm in the middle of a storm, I'm in the middle, It, it doesn't matter praise, in spite of it all praise. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord my God, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Even at midnight when it can't get any darker, in spite of my pain, in spite of my fears, in spite of my disappointment, in spite of the questions going to praise the Lord in spite of the hell the devil is throwing at you I will praise my God I don't feel like rejoicing sometimes but I'm going to rejoice anyhow my library contains several volumes from the late Christian author and evangelist Terry Law passed away in 2020 and he was the author of many best-selling books on praise and worship, including The Power of Praise and Worship. highly recommend those books because he had a keen insight on this particular subject. His writings blessed millions all over the world. Terry traveled all over this world preaching the gospel. While he was away on one of his over, tr- overseas trips, his wife was tragically killed in a car accident. This threw Terry into a deep, dark depression. He did not ever want to preach again. He came home. He was so overcome with grief and guilt for being gone when this happened. It just crushed him. And preachers surrounded him and elders counseled him and, and nothing could break the strong grip of depression that had gotten a hold of him. It was choking the spiritual life right out of him. And one day God spoke very clearly and said to Terry, praise me. And he said, I didn't want to praise God. I didn't want to. I was, he was angry at God. And he was angry at himself. And he didn't think he had one reason to praise God. And he tried, but he couldn't. He said it took hours and a deep, concentrated effort for even the words, praise the Lord, to come from his lips. But the more he praised The more those chains of depression fell off when it came out of his mouth he said it was a cold meaningless praise the lord and the devil even taunted him and said you know that's not real praise you you know you don't even mean that but he just kept saying it praise the lord many hours of doing that and he had a breakthrough and god lifted that heaviness off of him And that experience inspired one of his greatest books called The Triumph of Praise. And he continued preaching all over the world to the day he passed away. There is power in a midnight praise. Because praise has nothing to do with your circumstances. It has everything to do with the fact that your God is worthy. I'm trying to help somebody right now. A midnight praise will get you out of your pit. It'll get you out of your prison. It'll turn your circumstances around. God will move in your circumstances when you praise Him at midnight. And listen, if everything's going great in your world, I say, Praise the Lord. Please file this message in the back of your brain because I guarantee you there will come a day when you need to hear this. You'll be in a dark place. A dry place. And you'll need to understand the power of a midnight praise just to get through it. I guarantee it'll happen to you. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming. You see, praise does something. That's why the the psalmist said it's a a two-edged sword in your hand. It confuses the devil. It binds the devil. It interrupts his lines of communication. When you praise God, he steps in the middle of what you're going through because he inhabits the praises of his people. Remember Jehoshaphat. He was outnumbered, three different enemies surrounding him. He didn't know what to do. He prayed, fasted, and God's people prayed and fasted. And finally, the, the Lord said, hey, put down your swords and your spears and your, and your shields and your weapons and just appoint praisers. Appoint some singers to go out before the army and sing praise ye the Lord for his mercy and do it forever and ever. Yeah, yeah. Just go out there and sing that don't make any sense. Sometimes it don't make any sense to praise God when you're hurting. But you know the story. Their battle plans became confused. The enemy's lines of communication broke down while they were praying. And they started killing each other. And while they were praising God, God was fighting for them. And God's people looked down from the watchtower and saw dead bodies everywhere. And it says it took three days to gather all the spoils.
0: <laughs>
1: Woo! So send praise out. Power. It may not make any sense, but praise him. Praise him. Praise him. I don't, I haven't told this story maybe once or twice. Uh, 30 years ago, we had our third son. And he was born December 22nd. We took that baby boy home. We didn't have one clue there was anything wrong because nobody told us. Two weeks later, because we wanted to use another pediatrician, I had to go to the hospital to get, get his medical records to take to the pa- pediatrician for his two-week checkup. And that's when I discovered that Down syndrome. And so we called that doctor. And he was an old school, literally the kind that would tell parents that had Down syndrome children, uh, let's institutionalize this child and go home and tell your family that he died, was stillborn. And I watched my wife as she was on the phone, and he was telling her he'll probably have vision problems, hearing problems, chronic sinus, heart conditions, uh, bowel issues, and He probably never talk and maybe won't walk. And here we thought we had a normal body. He didn't have a lot of stigmata, so we really and that's why they didn't tell us because they wanted to do DNA and send it off before they told us that. And and so it was confirmed. And and of course, uh, we didn't know anything about raising a, a child with needs like that. And and I say this because I was in a wilderness. And I remember at 3 o'clock in the morning, on my living room floor, I was sick as a dog with the flu. And I was confused, and I was hurting. And I remember it like it was yesterday. He'll be 30 in December. I started praising God. And when I opened my mouth to praise God, God spoke. You want to hear God speak to you, start praising him. You can beg and cry and whine and complain and you're not going to get anywhere. But the minute you open your mouth and praise, that's when God will open his mouth. And God said, listen, he's not a mistake. He said, I'm going to use him to touch hundreds of people around the world. And so I remember I remember when he was a little boy and we'd go public places, he didn't meet a stranger, still don't. And he'd walk up to people and say, Do you want a hug? And and, and I remember so many times he hugging people and then tears start running down their eyes and they say, I needed a hug. I needed a hug. And listen, he's I go places all over the country and are you Hayden's daddy? Man, we love Hayden. He's neat. Uh, he, he's, just a, he's just a blessing. And he, he told his aunt after I left Wednesday, he said, my dad's going to California to, to see Archie Bunker. Yeah, he just, he's just fun. I don't know where he got that. But he's, let me just tell you this. He's never had, he's never been in the hospital one day. He has a, he's very, very rarely even had a cold. No sinus problems, no, no heart trouble. He's high level. He does things that blow my mind. And he touches people's lives. He's the reason they voted me in an orange. We went to try for that church. We were staying in the apartment at the church and, and he busted loose, butt naked. And went streaking through the auditorium during choir practice without a stitch of clothes on. And they said, we got to vote this guy in. But I told you that to tell you, if you'll praise God in the midnight hour, he'll speak to you. Stand to your feet right now and give God a praise offering. Give God a praise offering. Give God a praise. Somebody's in a midnight. But I'm going to praise God in the darkness. Somebody's hurting right now, but I'm going to praise him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know we don't have a lot of room. But if you feel, every eye closed, just, just shut everything out for a moment. But if you feel like, yeah, that, that's me. I'm, I feel like I'm back. Got, nothing's going right. Everything's haywire. I want you to step out. and Come stand up here as close as you can get. I know we don't have much room. But if I preach to you today, Step out because God's going to speak to you. You're going to release a power to work that's going to absolutely blow your mind. Church, Vacaville First Church, listen to me. If you'll praise God as though you're already there, you're going to see it fulfilled. Come on, y'all, come up close. There's, I don't care if it's just one person. I haven't failed. I didn't miss God. Oh, lift your hands and just begin to praise God. It's that simple. I'm going to praise Him in my darkness, I'm going to praise Him in this midnight hour. I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to joy in the God of my salvation. And when you do that, the devil's confounded and confused, and something happens, something in the spirit world is loosed. God begins to fight for you. God opens his mouth and speaks and gives you a word. <speaking in Hebrew> Yeah, that's it. Just praise him. Joy's coming in the morning. You've been weeping for a while, but joy's coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will praise him in the midnight hour.
0: On, there's a deep flow of the Spirit of the Lord in this place. Amen, I, I don't think we need to push past this with, with up-tempo and hype. There is a deep touch of the Holy Ghost.
1: There's a deep healing that's happening right now. Come on, remember his faithfulness
0: and his goodness. In the name of Jesus, I speak over every life in this place. <laughs> I speak life and not death in you Jesus' name. have been faithful. Oh, Come on, there's healing happening in this place. So, so good. Every breath.